0: Hey, this is Fraser from Evolving Alpha, and if you want to know how to renew your health by removing hidden toxins, you should be listening to Toxin Terminator with my good friend, Amy Carlson.
1: Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the toxin terminator herself, Amy Carlson.
2: I'm so excited to have my good friend, Frazier Bailey on our podcast with us today. So Frazier is from New Zealand. He is a bodybuilder, and he has gone from butcher to vegan, and he is going to be sharing with us exactly how that has changed his life. Frazier really struggled early in his life with lots of different addictions and mental illnesses and he is going to show us how he has overcome that in his life as well as share with us how eating a plant-based diet can really overcome a lot of chronic diseases. He's got great new programs coming up that he'll be sharing in his social media circles. So make sure you find him on Facebook and Instagram at Evolving Alpha. And check out his website, www.evolvingalpha.com. And wait till the very end of the interview where I ask him three questions and we really get to hear the passion of Fraser Bailey. Fraser, I'm so excited to have you on.
0: Amy, it's a pleasure. Thank you. I'm excited to dig into stuff.
2: It's such an honor. Fraser is part of the Evolving Alpha phenomenon. Um, they've got a Facebook page, Evolving Alpha, as well as a website. And if you want to give our listeners just a little bit of background about what is Evolving Alpha.
0: Yeah. So Evolving Alpha is a vegan plant-based nutrition brand that my wife, Lauren, and myself operate. So essentially what we are is we are plant-based nutritionists and trainers. Um, We're fortunate enough to have designed a lifestyle where we can work remotely from home and travel. So we, we travel around the country and our RV. And we, you know, we work remotely with clients in different countries, as well as in the US. Um, Anyone who's interested in, you know, in a plant based diet, for whatever motivations, whatever reasons they have, in terms of optimizing their body, their performance, aligning themselves with their values. Um, And so essentially, that's what we do. So like, we really share the message of, you know, plant based diet, and peak performance. And um, yeah, it's just such a fun thing to do, to see people come into this lifestyle and to, to thrive in it. So that's pretty much our full-time deal.
2: And I think that's uh, phenomenal. And if you go to Fraser's Facebook page, you can see lots of transformations occurring on yeah. that page. And, and so I know that you are a bodybuilder and, and if people could see you, they'd see that <laughs> obviously this yeah. is something you're dedicated to, but your program is not just... For bodybuilders, right?
0: Absolutely not. And you know, one of the things that I often say to people is that we often share the the visual portion of what we do as a way to get people in, and we actually serve them up what they need. So very often, people think, okay, I want to lose body fat and I want to look, you know, amazing, but they don't realize that that's not actually going to bring them the the happiness and fulfillment that they seek. So. While we still give them that as a byproduct of changing their lifestyle, their dietary habits, improving their internal health, um, we ultimately give them what they need. So really, it's kind of like Trojan horse marketing, so to speak, where you know, we deliver on a, a visual promise, but, at the, but really what we're doing is we're giving them an internal change.
2: Well, you led into this, so let's just dig right in that, because that's yeah. one of the things that I really enjoyed learning about you, because you really are about the mental and emotional side of making changes in our lives. One of the questions that I had is, you talk about, they think they want the fat loss. So like me, I'm a woman over 50, we did yep. it in the midsection. I might think that that's what I want, but talk to me about that mindset. and.
0: Yeah. So what I think the, the biggest thing that I guess the biggest misconception that was solved is that when we finally look a certain way, we're going to feel different. And I know firsthand having achieved what most people haven't with my own body, that that's just not the case, that it's the same thing you hear time and time again, like Jim Carrey says it in terms of like fame and wealth. And he's like, you know, I wish everyone could have this to finally realize that this is not the answer. And hey, like making progress, improving your health, having you know financial freedom, all those things are good. But it's at the same time, if you're not a happy person along the journey, you're going to get there and you're still not going to be fulfilled. And I think a lot of people do it things for just either superficial reasons, or they do it because they're looking for some form of validation and approval. So You know, and a perfect example of this is, you know, a while ago we had a woman come to us for help and one of her motivations to do our, because we always ask people like, what is your motivation Mm -hmm. for wanting to change your body? Because that gives us a very clear indication on one, how potentially successful they're going to be. And two, like, how, do we need to like, help them shift their perspective? Because her motivation was she was in her late 40s. She'd just come out of a long-term marriage, and she was recently divorced. So that's really challenging in and of itself. Mm-hmm. She felt like, and, she, and she pretty much, in, in verbatim words, said, I need to keep up with the younger 20- and 30-year-old woman because I'm, I, need to get, I need to get back on the dating scene. And I just thought, I said to Laura and my wife, I said, she's going to fail. Like with that mentality, she's Mm -hmm. going to fail. And she, like we were unable to really help her because her motivation was not, like it wasn't a positive motivation. It was almost like coming from a place of I'm already not good enough. I'm like yesterday's news. And I think that what I've noticed with people is that the people who get the best transformations, tend to be the ones that like consciously work on their state of mind the most. And they might start out with a negative mindset or they might start out with a lot of limiting beliefs, but at least they're open to the idea that they can change those things and they can improve. Absolutely. Um, And so that's really a huge component of it. Like I can't tell you enough. And I know this in my own story in my own journey in my own history, that mindset has had, has been everything.
2: Well, and and let's, let's dig into that a little bit deeper. Um, and I, I really feel like your story is why you're so successful at what you do today and helping people because you had to go through your own mindset change, um, in big major ways.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, for your listeners, um, I'm 34 now, going to be 35 this year. And in my teens, <laughs> I I'm such a, such a spring chicken. And um, so from the age of, I, and back when I was a teenager, mental health was not as common or like as rampant or as widely talked about as now. And so yeah. even when I was a te- like 20 years ago, it wasn't as, um, it just wasn't as understood or shared about. And so you see, children now, you know, with so severe social anxiety, depression, and ADHD, and like, and they're ten years old.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Back then, that was not normal. But I had those things back then, and so from the age of about eleven onwards, right through to about twenty-one, so almost a decade, a decade essentially, I struggled severely with my mental health. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder having been diagnosed with severe depression in my early teens for years before I got the bipolar diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And then I was diagnosed with severe social anxiety um, and ADHD, which was a learning disability. And I was heavily medicated for all three of them for the longest time. I tried a raft of medications when it came to depression and my bipolar illness Um, and also a raft of um, anti-anxiety medications for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that for me to break out of that and now be medication-free for over 10 years and um, completely change my diet, lifestyle, um, eliminate alcohol out of my life, eliminate drugs, prescription drugs, as well as illicit ones, and completely change the way that I think, it did come back to a huge mindset shift. Because you have, like, people will say, well, you know, diet played a role, or, you know, the people you're around played a role, or XYZ played a role, but you have to be in the right mindset to actually make any of those things work and stick.
2: Right. And so you had a big mindset shift, and you had a lot of emotional things that you were dealing with. You talk about ADHD and anxiety, and you hit on a topic Um, that I think is going to take us kind of weave us into the next uh, area that we're really seeing more and more mental illness with our children. Um, I have 12 grandbabies and I think about them and what kind of life they're going to have and seeing more and more of this today. What do you attribute that Mm. to?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, that's such an awesome question. And I think that a huge, huge component of it is diet. Um, I think that diet plays a massive role in mental health. Because I've, I've said it to people like this. You think about food. Food is essentially just a bunch of chemicals in physical form. And that, those chemicals are like software. And your body is like the hardware. And you can either put a virus into your into your hardware, like you know, junk food processed foods. What does that virus do? It slows the computer down. It starts to make things crash. Things don't operate like they should. Or you can put in healthy Whole Foods and that's like a essentially like a systems update or like an operating system update where you get like new inputs and your your software, your hardware is able to process things faster. And so I think the first thing is that we're just so bombarded with marketing propaganda and the the people who uh, do the marketing around cereals and all these things, they understand human psychology and they understand triggers around human emotion psychology and able to get under the skin of parents and get under the skin of children and get them on eating Lucky Charms and all these things that are just... Like processed sugary nightmare, and that in and of itself is making you know giving children like a sugar rush. It's not even ADHD. It's just they have on a sugar high constantly, right. and so then on top of that, they're then getting prescribed Adderall or these other things, and that is just putting gasoline on the fire. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is the first component. Is obviously nutritional. I do think. we can talk about the other stuff regarding environmental exposures. Like there's just so many chemicals in the house um, that absorb through skin, um, lack of sunlight exposure because kids now don't go outside as much. You know, they're playing games and they're on screen time. So they're not getting the fresh air and the sun exposure that they used to get that would help with, you know, um, elevating mood and all these other things that are associated with vitamin D um, exposure. And then the last thing is just, I think, social media at a young age has really, really um, magnified people's challenges. Because I remember when I was a teenager, we didn't even have social media back then. It was right before the dawn of social media. And so when I got bullied at school and I got picked on at school, at least I could go home and get some kind of like peace
2: Relief. where
0: I, w- I could escape. Right. Now, you don't get, there's no relief. And in fact, it's probably worse because you get a constant barrage of, of potential abuse and bullying and insults. And so kids now don't have that, that um, safe haven that they used to. And so I think you combine diet with lack of sunlight exposure and just like environmental exposures plus social media. And that's really where I think a lot of the mental health stuff stems from.
2: Absolutely. And yeah you know more and more science is catching up and realizing that our gut health, what we're intaking into the body, whether it be through our mouth or through our skin, is absolutely affecting our emotional health. So, yep. um, you know, you want to talk a little bit about that gut-brain connection?
0: Yeah. And so, you know, for the listeners, you know, there, there is a thing called the gut-brain axis, and it basically is connected by a nerve called the vagus nerve. And what it does is it sends nerve signals back and forth. It's like a two-way radio. And in fact, there's probably more, there's more facets to it than that. It's a very sort of like um, simplistic, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of metaphor for it. But essentially what happens is that one of the things I've noticed with our clients, for example, is that very often the ones who have the most mental health challenges also seem to have the worst digestive issues as well. And so it's like this chicken or the egg thing in terms of which one is causing which, or are they both kind of feeding off each other? So like what happens is is you have a whole bunch of processes in your gut that are intimately related to serotonin production, for example. So serotonin mm-hmm. being one of the neurotransmitters in the brain. And one of the things that um, antidepressants do is they help up, you know, basically upregulate serotonin production If your gut is inflamed and impaired and it's affecting serotonin production, right away what you're doing is you're just putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. So you're basically saying, right, I'm getting poor serotonin uptake because my gut is in a state of inflammation and breakdown from all these processed foods and, and chemicals on my foods. Not just processed food, but the chemicals on foods too. And then I'm going to take a medication that's going to then artificially stimulate serotonin production to kind of like, you know, basically like fill the gap. Right. Um, and so rather than addressing the root of the problem, we're just basically putting a bandaid on a bullet wound. And that's one of the things I've noticed that very often when you start working on improving your gut health, your mental health improves too. And I think, and I think the two come back and forth. So I think what happens is if you've got you know poor mental health, you tend to eat more emotionally. You tend to eat just processed foods because you don't have energy to make healthy foods. So you're just like grabbing processed junk food. You're eating emotionally. You're binge eating because you feel terrible. And then that seems to inflame your digestive system more, which then affects you. It's, it's just this vicious...
2: It, oh, yeah. Scarlet. it's just, and, and, and you don't have that tool to make those good choices and no it is just a vicious cycle. So you got yourself out of that vicious cycle. I know, uh, I, I believe a major component of being able to be 10 years free of medications is Mm. looking at the way you ate. Um, and so talk to us about, you know, a plant-based diet is so, so good for so many things. And I know you're going to dig into it, but talk to us about how that changed your life.
0: Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I want to put forward to people is that for me, it was like a series of progressions. And so I, it wasn't like I went plant-based straight away and, and healed and I was completely mentally healed. It was like, so I've been, I've been, I've been plant-based for over five years now,
1: okay. but my
0: journey out of mental- Health issues, and I I never get out of them completely. Like, it's a daily practice, but Mm -hmm. I will say I don't think any of the diagnoses that I had then are inherently true in me now. I think it was more of a state that I was in. But early on, it was legitimately just removing processed junk food. Mm -hmm. Um, My diet was just processed junk food galore. Like, I, when I was in my late teens, not living at home, um, working as a butcher and smoking and drinking like i don't even remember eating healthy food ever like <laughs> I, everything was processed and so i absolutely think that was a huge component of it my skin was terrible like i had severe acne as well and then what i did was i just started removing the processed food and i and i moved towards more of like a sort of a paleo-ish style bodybuilding diet mm-hmm. where i was i was eating you know tons of Eggs and tuna, and it was it was still things that like now I'd be like, oh my god, like why are you eating all that for? But (laughs) at least it was whole foods, and then obviously the progression of like a paleo whole food style diet, then to like a just a whole food plant based diet predominantly, and I think that for me the biggest shift that's happened in my own life is is recognizing that like how do I want to feel after I eat these foods, and so. I started to really make a connection of how food was affecting my energy levels, my, my concentration, my brain fog, my creativity, my, mm-hmm. my mood. and I would be like, Holy hell. Like I ate those processed cookies <laughs> and, and, and with the sugar and all those things. And I just felt brain, I had brain Trash. fog. I would feel tired, like really tired. And, and this is like, it made me recognize that, I can't afford to be like this if I want to be a high functioning person and I have a young daughter and we have a business that relies on like me doing a lot of things and we're working mm-hmm. with a lot of high level people. I have to be on my A game. Right. And, and so that I started to consciously think about that before I would make dietary choices. Mm-hmm. And also every time I did make a poor choice, I would reflect on it and I'd be like, did I actually ever feel good even in the moment eating those things? Cause usually what happens is, is like you start to just develop guilt and like <laughs> you're eating the cake you don't even enjoy it because you're already feeling guilty while you're eating it.
2: You and have then, too much knowledge up here in the head to yeah. go back and enjoy that. It's like, wow. Yeah.
0: You know exactly what's happening. And you, you've, you're you like, okay, I've been here before. I know straight after I take that last mouthful, I'm going to feel miserable. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be angry with myself. And it came to a point where it stuck to the point where I was like, I just got to break that cycle. It took a long time to get there, but Eventually, it happened, but I do absolutely think that um, for a lot of people you know like a whole food plant based diet has been really shown to be very effective in terms of so many different disease models um, and i 've had people come to us who had cholesterol through the roof, blood pressure through the roof they were had all kinds of problems mm-hmm. and their doctors were pushing statins on them um, or other medications that they need to you know control things and this was like a last ditch attempt to try and figure things out and we were able to get not, not just like rem, bring it down some, but make it optimal within six to eight weeks.
1: Right. And they, they
0: couldn't even wrap their head around that. Like, and these were people that they didn't really understand the importance of nutrition. Once they'd seen those numbers in real world setting, like blood work, that's when it really hit them. Like, wow, like everything I've been doing with my diet, eating processed foods all the time, consuming tons of caffeine, all these things have really been like hurting me. And right. I think a lot of people don't necessarily make that connection because they don't realize how it actually impacts your blood work. And when they actually see the numbers and they see the numbers change by e- changing how you eat and right. you're not having to medicate, that was, it's just so eye-opening for a lot of people.
2: Oh, sure. I, I just was with my parents last week and my dad just amazed that losing 30 pounds, he was able to go off all his diabetic medication. It's That's like- amazing. Yeah. Dad, I've been yeah. talking to you about this for <laughs> five years, you know? Yeah, and finally,
0: I, finally it's something. I
2: think when people can make the shift with their food as a source of fuel for the body versus a pleasure.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. And that's that's one of the things that I, I say to people all the time is that you've got to start thinking about the type of person that you want to become and then start eating from that frame of thought first. Right. And, and Every time you do make a slip up, don't dwell on it and be negative about it, but use it as a learning experience of, hmm, how do I feel right now? One of the things that I even do with a high level clients is I get them to track their blood sugar levels. Yeah. And so you will see how their blood sugar goes through the roof when they eat processed foods and then it crashes. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you feel when it crashes? And they're like, I'm super tired. And I'm like, that's exactly what you just did to yourself. And now you have numbers to show you right and the numbers make it real for them they're like wow like i didn't know that like me feeling like like really tired after i ate was just like this blood sugar instability and i'm like if you can get that stable through improving your diet you won't have the ups and downs
2: right you know? i love i love how you shared too um that your story was uh It took time, you know, Mm. that you've only been five years um, totally plant-based, but you started the journey 10 years ago. And, um, you know, and I think our listeners need to understand that, that it's just making small, simple changes. You don't have to change everything, boom, all at once.
0: Yeah. You know, one of the things I've said to people is that you try and change everything at once The first thing is you don't know what works and you don't know what doesn't. And so like you might change a hundred different things. 99 of those things might not even be working, but there might be one thing that's doing all the results for you. And so if you change little things over time, one, you get a better grasp on what is actually working for me and what is just time wasting. And the second thing is that it's way more manageable. It's, It's less stress when we want to create change in our life. It, it's, it can be a lot of stress. And one of the things that I did when I went plant-based was that I was, a lot of people will just do it overnight. And for, for most people that can be a stress in and of itself. And what I did was I was like, I want to add in foods and crowd out the old food sources. So what I did, a lot of people will consciously remove things, but what I did was I added things in. So I would look on websites and I would find new recipes you know, different like quinoa bowls and different meals that I could experiment with and add them in place of my other foods. And over time, over a period of four weeks, I crowded out those old foods to the point where all I was consuming was a couple of eggs post workout. And it was just when I did make the complete change and I just removed those and just added in like more um, you know, plant based proteins it was so seemingly effortless because I I'd done it over a period of like days and weeks and maybe it wouldn't even be a a month for some people. Maybe it would be months and months and months. Um, But if you, if you base things in and test them, I think that is a better solution for most people rather than trying to do it all at once and just then burning out and, and going backwards 10 steps. Yeah.
2: Oh, and I love the idea that you you talked about crowding, overcrowding so that you're bringing stuff in and eliminating the bad. And yeah. I think so many times when we think about changing our eating habits, we think diet and we think removal of yeah, the things for... that we can't eat. So yeah. what a great way to look at That's...
0: it. That's That was my whole intention behind that, is that I didn't want to have this negative connotation with what I was doing in the sense that, oh, now I can't have these things. Whereas more so adding so many other good foods in that it just crowded out the old foods. And so when it comes to maybe processed junk foods for people, you could do the same thing where you just... Even if you're over consuming calories, just add in more and more whole foods and adding in the whole foods. And eventually you're going to get full enough that the processed foods are going to be much harder to to stomach. And then you'll get to a point where maybe you start feeling a little bit better energy and you see your, your skin clear up more and you see all these little improvements and it motivates you more to then want to crowd those processed foods out more and more and more. And then I think that's a more positive approach
2: getting those little bit the little wins, you yeah. know, to get the big win. You know, exactly. that's that's wonderful. Now do you find in your um I wanna talk about plant based diet. I, I sure. got a couple questions to go with yeah. Um, you know, we talk about you using a plant based diet to affect our um mental health, yeah. But um, talk about the chronic diseases that we can impact by choosing to go plant based,
0: yeah. And so that's a really big discussion topic that a lot of the plant based doctors talk about. Um, might,
2: might be another whole podcast, yeah. But, we can... yeah.
0: but it's you no, know, it's it's a very good topic to touch on because one of the things and a lot of the research that's come out and that's coming out shows that a whole food plant-based diet is the only diet that actually can reverse heart disease so there's other diets like if you just go whole food period um you can essentially halt the progression but a whole food plant-based diet can actually start to reverse some of the damage so some of the atherosclerosis that we see they've done tests where they actually showed like reversal of those things you're going to have things like type two diabetes, obviously that's a huge one. Stroke, heart attack, high blood pressure. Whole food plant based diets have been shown to massively improve all of those. Huge, mm-hmm. and obviously you're going to have exercise component in there, and you want to do you know lifestyle modification on top of those things as well to really maximize the the effect of it. But there's definitely so much amazing research just to support that, and. You know, we had, we've had people come to us before who have had cancer and so many other challenges, whether it's from diabetes, cancer, um, just all, all kinds of things you can think about. And they just got such dramatic changes. With, all, the,
2: all the autoimmune, you know, yeah, disorders. Yeah. I mean, those are huge in changing yeah. the way you eat, uh, impacting those. Um
0: yeah. And you know, one of the, one of the things I'll um, interject quickly and say that even on top of a whole food plant-based diet, what we really encourage people to look at even deeper. And I know this is something that you'll probably resonate with is that there's been people that have come to us before and they're like, I'm eating a whole food plant-based diet, but I've still got like autoimmune flare ups or I've still got issues. But then when we probe deeper, you know, they, they're still consuming like conventional produce, like covered in pesticides, glyphosate, herbicides, all kinds of things. They haven't changed a lot of their um, you know, products that are in their environment. And so, yes, they're still getting some benefits of the nutrients that come with a whole food plant-based diet, but the, the sourcing of their food is just not optimal. Like it's not growing optimally. They're not eat, really eating seasonally and it's covered in pesticides and herbicides, which are just breaking their gut down and that creates that permeability, which opens the door for autoimmune diseases. So part of it is, yes, Plant-based diet, but then you want to start looking at okay, like within that, like where am I sourcing my food to? Right. Yeah.
2: And I hear so many people talk about organic, and and trust me, organic is a better choice <laughs> yeah, than non-organic, it's still, but yeah. it still allows pesticides. Uh, it just the government limits the amount that they can use and so I talk to people all the time about if you live in an area where you can get to know your farmer and go into the the markets and you know not everybody has that opportunity but that would be ultimate um,
0: yeah you know like yeah, I mean, like you, you said, like organic doesn't necessarily mean completely clean either. And you know, we live in an environment now that is just so ubiquitous with glyphosate, which is a which is Roundup essentially, and it's water soluble, so it just goes everywhere. And they've done tests now where you know, breastfeeding mothers who their infants have never eaten a solid food have glyphosate in their system. Oh, from breast milk
2: fresh air it goes it goes yeah, even it's, before that there's studies that are done on umbilical cord blood so this is an infant that hasn't even been
0: out of the, the, yeah. the
2: womb and they find over 200 chemicals in the yeah, in there it's, so it's
0: yeah and you know people
1: and, knew it, <laughs> it, <laughs> it almost
0: it's almost like Alice in Wonderland like once you start going down that rabbit hole it can make you so paranoid and you know for from myself and my wife Lauren like having our daughter Zia who's just turned one we are like I would say we sort of shy on the edge of being overly paranoid about everything but at the same time like we recognize that we can just do the best we can Um, we do have measures in place to at least try and mitigate right as much as possible which I think is the key word is mitigate because you know it's going to be very difficult to completely eliminate exposure
2: it, it right. truly is. And, it, yeah. and uh, you know, I I make fun of my topic, you know, because it's such a serious topic and we oh, have really? to be able to have fun yeah. with it. And I, I don't want people to be scared to walk outside their home or yeah. eat.
0: Or eat a vegetable. You
2: know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's just do what you can with what yeah. you know. Um, you yeah. know, the more we know, the better choices that we can make, right?
0: Yeah. Exactly.
2: Um, we talked about the goals with emotions. Oh, another thing that you really get into and in talking about is discussing hormonal and neurochemical impacts in, in the foods that we have. And yeah. I don't think we've touched on any of that yet. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so, you, you, know, yeah, so you, you think about it like this. So it's like that analogy that I gave before about the software and the hardware and the computer. Um, yes. And so your brain is obviously, you know, driven by neurochemicals that will trigger different reactions in the body. It sends different signals to your nervous system and vice versa. And so your body has different channels where it communicates. And then from that different hormonal cascades will take place depending on if you're in a fight or flight response, you'll get an adrenaline slash cortisol response if you're in a relaxed state that's when you might get a growth hormone release or you might you know get a testosterone release so like there's different basically food and environment and our psychology drive our body chemistry right and what happens is is in that body chemistry then drives disease state or it drives optimal health it it drives mental health issues or it drives uh, mental well-being it drives aging. So like if we are consuming processed foods, high in trans fats and rancid oils and processed sugars, and we are drinking soft drinks and we're not drinking clean water and we're just all these things, our body does not have the substrate to basically regenerate and build and turn over proper cell production and have proper mitochondrial function. And so we start to age faster and we age faster and our hormones de-optimize and you see this time and time again like when people have poor dietary patterns and they have excess body fat they become more insulin resistant as they become more insulin resistant they have more other issues that arise with their blood sugar diabetes and all these other things and so what i tell people and this is from my own personal experience is that one of the biggest motivators for me to eat healthy whole foods as much as possible is because it really does trigger chemical changes in your brain that will either help you feel better or make you feel worse. Absolutely. And, and, and it's such a vicious cycle because very often what you find is that people who are feeling down, we've had clients before who you know have been going through really rough patches and they're feeling really down, but they really self-sabotage themselves by just watching Netflix and eating cookies and donuts.
1: Right. And, and
0: then they feel terrible. And it's like, You have, at some point in time, you have to start recognizing that the things you're putting in your mouth are directly impact, potentially magnifying hormonal and neurochemical issues in your body. And so my first thing is that if someone has mental health problems or they have poor energy or they have brain fog or they're just having trouble sleeping or they're having hormonal issues, you need to be looking at the types of things that you're eating but also the environment that you're in. Like I was saying, sun exposure, but also things that are absorbing through your skin. So like your skin is a huge, basically absorption site alongside your gut lining. And so that you're, you know, you're spraying conventional deodorants on your body. You're covering yourself in conventional perfumes and makeups and colognes and shampoos and all these things that are just like chemical nightmares. And then they change what's happening in our body. And so what I tell people is that, hey, like, pay attention to you. If you want to improve the chemistry in your body to help you reach a high level of peak performance, you want to feel better, you want to sleep better, you want to be happier, have a better temperament, more even energy, yes, like, address the things that in, your, in your diet. Go more whole food, more whole food plant-based, but also look at the things in your environment. Like, what are you putting on your skin? Like, what's absorbing you through your biggest organ of your body, basically? And right. so there's definitely, on a, on a sort of a science-based level, everything really is chemicals. And that we that's, in a way, it's a, I think it's an awesome thing because it makes you recognize that you have a lot of power to drive positive health.
1: You right. can
0: really, no matter what state you're in now, you have way more power to improve your health than you think. The pharmaceutical industry would have you think that you need a lot of all these drugs and, and all these medications to function but that's how they make money. Right. They're not going they're not going to encourage you to change your diet or lifestyle because one a lot of doctors recognize that dietary modification in a lot of patients is the hard route because a lot of people don't want to change their habits and the second right. thing is it's a money-making industry and so not to sound like a conspiracy theorist but they really are in the business of making money. Right. At the right. end of the day.
2: Yeah. Well, and that, and that leads into a whole nother, you know, topic <laughs> yeah. that can, you can know, break <laughs> off into and And I, and don't get me wrong. I believe that there's a time and a place for medicine, but I also yeah, believe that sure. when we can take personal responsibility for our mm-hmm. own health, that frees us up to have all the choices that you were just talking about. It, yep. it allows that freedom because now you've empowered yourself. Um, yeah. And I believe that, you know, you've talked about things becoming band-aids and, um, and I believe that's what medication is. It, ne- it never gets to the root problem. It, it just yeah. band-aids things and, and it, it, it escalates. It causes more things or escalates the current problem. Before we run out of time, you know, we're mm-hmm. going to have to start wrapping up. I have just a couple yeah. questions that I want to make sure. Yeah. Listeners, I know that uh, uh, Fraser has expressed so many thoughts, and I know you're going to want to connect with them. So tell us how we can find you um, if yeah. somebody's looking for you.
0: Yeah, so you can go to our site, www.evolvingalpha.com. Um, you can enter your email in there to get our five video series. We also have a whole lot of new programs and coaching experiences that are coming out very soon that we're um, alpha and beta testing right now. So if you enter your email there, you'll get the newest updates on those things because they're coming out within the next month. Um, And uh, Instagram at Evolving Alpha, Um, Facebook Evolving Alpha. We have a group, I have a group that I created on uh, on Facebook called Plant Strong Fitness that has about 20,000 people in it. And then on Facebook, um, Fraser Bailey. You can search me there as well. Or email um, Fraser at evolvingalpha.com. So those are probably the main places that you can find us.
2: <laughs> awesome. Well, and, and what a great um, resource. I think social media is a fantastic place to get into those groups oh, and a, yeah. and a, uh, surround yourself with community that are uplifting and, and supporting the goals and, and things that are important to you. So that's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've enjoyed all your posts on your evolving Alpha Facebook group. That
0: thank you. Yeah, I try. I try and add as much value as possible, and you know, I, I synthesize things from so many different people and try to put it into my own experience and then share it in a way that's useful for people. So, I really appreciate that.
2: And, and you do. And and so, uh, uh, friends, I just encourage you to you know check. Uh, Frasier out and his lovely wife, and they've got pictures of their adorable (laughs) daughter. She is a cutie pie. So two more questions I've got for you while it'll it'll morph into other, but um, I wanna talk to you about, in your experience, um, in your Evolving Alpha, what would you say are kind of the biggest wins that you see with people?
0: Yeah, so I would say the biggest win for most people is definitely recognizing that they need help and then investing in themselves to get it. Because I see a lot of people who will want to figure this out and for whatever reason, they want to bootleg it. They just, they want to try and figure it out themselves and they almost get overwhelmed because there's so much information out there with so many different topics that it's just so overwhelming for them that they get to a point where they give up they burn out, they give up, and they just don't think it works. So I think that being aware that you have challenges and then asking for help is a huge component of that. I think the second thing is working on the mindset stuff, like we talked about. Like, that's the stuff that's harder to work on for a lot of people because it's not just like eat this and do this exercise. It's a lot more philosophical. It's a lot more seemingly intangible. And so because of that, I think people tend to shy away from it. Because one in the past, this kind of seemed as like this sort of hippie spiritual thing that, you know, just was really kind of like <laughs> fringe people or um, it, because it didn't have like hard definitive lines around it. People right. don't like that. They, they want tangible rock advice. And so it's really working on the mindset, but then following people and listening to content that is mindset related, but also provides like tangible steps in terms of like how to optimize your morning routine, how to optimize your evening routine, um, like tangible little steps that will give you those big wins. And just off the back of that, I would just say making sure that they, they follow and they learn from people. Like you were saying, social media is such a beautiful thing now that we can learn so much from so many people. Um, there's an amazing podcast that I love listening to called The Bruce Roll Podcast. And um, he interviews some really, really insightful people. And you know, one of those, one of the guys I would say is one of the most fascinating people I've just ever heard is um, Dr. Zach Bush. And Dr. Zach Bush talks all about glyphosate, all about gut health. He's a triple, uh, triple board-certified endocrinologist and like metabolism and like cancer research. Um, the dude, I mean, he's so educated, but he's very. He's very practical and he talks all about a plant-based diet, all about the chemicals in our environment. And it's just, he really has been profound and I've never met him yet, but he's had such an impact on my own life. And so I think rather than just looking at social media and scrolling things like what's on new, the, the gossip channels, use it to fuel your mind in a positive way, which comes back to the mindset stuff. So I would say that's probably one of the biggest shifts that people can have. Yeah.
2: And I, I love, I love that that is incorporated into, it's in your story, it's in the way yeah. that you operate. I just think it's so, so powerful. Um, I was listening to a podcast, I don't know, at some point, and he talked about posing three questions to just people in life in general. And I loved the three questions, so I'm incorporating them into sure. all my podcasts. Sure. So the first <laughs> one is, what pisses you off? The second, um, uh, the second one is what breaks your heart, and yeah. the third one is what big problem are you trying to solve?
0: So what pisses me off, I would probably say people who try a plant-based diet but never actually reach out to like us or other coaches and people who do this for proper help. So I see them post online, Hey, like I'm doing this vegan thing for a while and they never actually get expert counsel and then they give up and then they go to like the carnivore diet, like the next week. And I'm like, you just like, right. Like you need help to expedite that learning curve. Right. And the fact that they avoid doing that, it's their own detriment. And so they, and you see them spin their wheels so much. It's so much wheel spinning and no ground covered. And it's painful to watch that. It really is painful to watch people just spin their wheels constantly. Um, The second thing is what breaks my heart. I would say, this is a hard one. You know, I think for me, what breaks my heart now is having come through the mental health challenges that I've come through and escaped that environment that I used to, I guess, call home to see other people suffer in that place. And then whether they take their own life or they're never able to get out of there and and they might be 30, 40, 50, 60, and they're still stuck. Yeah. And it breaks my heart because I just wish somehow I could impart more knowledge with them that gets them through that, but for whatever reason, no matter how much I've been able to change my own life, and I could share every single step that I did, it still would not help some people. Right, and that that does frustrate me. Yeah. Um, and in terms of what big problem do I want to solve? I really want to change the dynamic of the health and fitness industry, especially the fitness and bodybuilding industry. I think it's this murky water with health and fitness, fitness, and then fitness and bodybuilding, where it's all kind of lumped together, but it's all very different. Like, there's most fitness people are not healthy. Most fitness people who post their abs on Instagram and you know post their workouts and show off their like sub ten percent body fat physiques eat junk food. They're not (laughs) healthy at all. Mm -hmm. I know from firsthand because I've been there before. And my big thing that I want to solve is I want to be, um, our, I want our brand and I want my message to basically reinvent the way that people diet. And so I don't want to give people traditional diets anymore where here, eat this thing and do this workout and just get this physical result, which will stick for a little bit and then you'll relapse and you'll feel miserable and you'll go do the same thing again and you'll relapse and you'll feel even more miserable and then 10, 20 years on, you'll really hate yourself and you'll feel like nothing works. Instead, we want to lead from the mind down, or the mind up, I should say, in the perspective of like we want to help give people tangible, rock-solid steps to cultivate the right growth mindset. So when they do adopt better eating habits, that it's not a diet; It's it's an evolution in themselves, and they're not seeing those 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 things that they used to eat all the time as like a reward mechanism. Now they see it as like something that's bad for them. And so they, they want the reward mechanism is how they want to feel. They want to feel better. They even see healthy food as a reward. And so the big problem that I want to solve is like this whole gimmicky fitness world of like these like ridiculous diets and these life, these plans that like get people like shredded in like four weeks. And then you never hear the story about what happened to them after because it's, it's very rarely ever good. And so I really want to change that whole dynamic around what the fitness industry is driven on.
2: You guys, I wish that you could see Frazier right now because in those three questions he just lit up uh, you could see his passion and in the last one you could hear him hitting the desk yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. with, with his passion about what he's doing yeah. so please look up Fraser at Evolving Alpha, whether you go to Facebook Instagram, the World Wide Web Evolving Alpha, you're going to find him and absolutely get some good, solid Um, advice and structure and help you take those simple steps to evolving your um, healthy life and your fitness goals.
0: Thank you, Amy. It's been a real pleasure. I really enjoyed the discussion. We could have gone on for another two hours, I think. I think we could. <laughs> so we we we've to
2: got sure. <laughs> to wrap it up. Now, okay. Now, wait a minute. Before we we uh, end our, our show, um, because everybody knows I like to have a lot of fun. I may be an old grandma, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not dead yet. So Fraser is from New Zealand. And my podcast is called the toxin terminator so and he's very familiar with arnold schwarzenegger and i'm gonna have him say something for me here because he's got the voice to do it you know what to do
0: are you guys ready we're ready ready I'll be back. (laughs) I love it. I'll be back. You can you can close all your podcasts with that now.
2: It's recorded. Yeah, it's gonna be in there.
0: Good to go.
2: All right. Thank Thank you so much. We we so appreciate you being here.
0: Thank you.
1: That's all for this episode of the Toxin Terminator, and we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health.